It's episode 33 of Keeping It 200. Shout out to PYT. Shout out to Pretty Young Thing, Michael Jackson, for opening up the show tonight. It was 12 years ago where the pop sensation had passed, so didn't think of any better way to open the 33rd episode of the inaugural season of Keeping It 200 without showing love to the king of pop of all time, Michael Jackson. Tavon will be in in just a moment. No black heart tonight, people. He's off till tomorrow night. Tomorrow night will be a AEW review right after at 10 o'clock. And the versus uh, 20 hits Battle for battle, Blackheart takes on myself. We're going to prove who has the better music, culture. Blackheart believes he has it better over the last six years because uh, because he's six years older than me. I'm twenty, going to be 25 in August, so I, I don't see how he has more music expertise than me. Tavon will be the moderator for this at 10 o'clock. Of course, that's after we review AEW and stuff, so that probably is an hour after the show. Of course, today it was a big day in everything, and bringing on the second man of our commentary team tonight, just a solo show between me and him, it's Tavon Jameson. Tavon, we've had a, a weird day today. Uh, today was the 12-year anniversary of the passing of Michael Jackson. We had 15 uh, WWE talents be released, and yeah. we also had a SmackDown show where a returning Hall of Famer returned, and we had the Atlanta Hawks just get blown out in Milwaukee. Um, what was the biggest um, takeaway today from you, um, if you had to say on this shocking day? Uh, man. I mean, just like, well, the fact that we're even getting released because I because I know I know you and um, Blackheart you, you guys did say that they were going to be soon and I thought it was going to be much sooner than that and if it wasn't going to be soon I mean I mean you would I would probably think that perhaps they would probably do releases at their SummerSlam if not the week after the week after SummerSlam, but man, it's just it just um it just gets more worse, honestly. It does, and that's gonna keep happening because remember WWE is trying to put themselves up for sale 
whenever their you know their TV deal expires in the next two years. The reason why they're doing this two years early is because TV deals take at least eighteen to twenty months to negotiate. So, so that is a reason why it's happening. However, in this today, though, it did not feel like to me personally where these releases got like their flowers because these were everybody. Everybody that was released was an NXT talent or a 205 live talent except Killian Dame because he had a main roster contract. So Killian Dame cannot work anywhere for 90 days because he had a main roster contract in WWE, the rest of these talents are 30 days except uh, Breezango themselves as well because Breezango came back to NXT, um, remember, from the main roster. So they also have to wait 90 days as well. Um, however, it was – to me, it didn't feel like people were as upset. These, these were kind of like, okay, I understand why you released – these talents because you don't use them. Of course, 205 Live now needs to be shut down, in my opinion, because there's yeah, there's basically. honestly no reason there, there's no reason to keep this open. It really isn't. And here was the list of Friday night's releases. Um, there probably will be more over the weekend, or maybe Monday. Probably will be Monday because I don't see WWE releasing no more people this weekend. Uh, Friday's night's list was Fandango who was there for 14 years. Originally, as Johnny Curtis in NXT was a comedy show. So, mm. yep, and he also competed in Florida Championship Wrestling as well. Uh, Tyler Breeze, who was trained under Lance Storm and also owns a training gym with Sean Spears. So, huh. Tyler Breeze will more than likely be going to AEW. Um, that, and Tyler Breeze is a very, very underrated talent. Uh, I can't yes, trust he that is. enough. I cannot stress that enough. Uh, pe- people have not seen Tyler Breeze be able to be himself in NXT the last couple of years, but this man really is really talented, and he really is going to be something special to someone. Tony Nese, uh, a 205 Live um, alumni man. This is a man that's been there since the debut episode in 2016, and he was released after five years alongside Arya Davari. Arya Davari, by the way, a huge Simpsons fan. His favorite Simpson, Millhouse, but uh, Arya Davari is a huge Simpsons collector, so I, I was very hurt by that. Um, August mm. Gray uh, was um, also released. Um, he also has a match tonight on 205 Live that was taped Tuesday, and it hmm. is against the Australian guy that was on the Survivor Australia so, of course, he's going to lose that. Um, Everrise, which was the most shocking one, seeing that they were used on social media to promote NXT. But I guess Paul Levesque and them didn't find them funny. That's just all that tells me. Um, but, I, but I said this here that Matt Martell and Chase Parker were literally – they were literally trying to be John Silver and Alex Reynolds, which is why I, didn't not, which I did not like them. Um, and they had just renegotiated and re-signed a five-year deal. However, in NXT, five-year deals are not guaranteed. So, and they have a thirty-day. Um, they will be able to go somewhere else in thirty days. Uh, Kurt Stallion, um, which is which should be a surprise, but it's not because they did not do anything with Kurt Stallion, and he'll be better off um, somewhere else. Uh, the Bollywood Boys who were with Jinder Mahal, and Jinder Mahal was the WWE champion. 
that was probably their most um, memorable run. And they live in Canada, so I don't see them going to AEW or anywhere like that because I think that they will probably want to be at home now. Um, because because they were basically staying in Florida, but now they can go back home. So, Arturo Ruas, Ruas was going to get a push, but then he broke his foot, and they had vignettes and everything Dang. for him. But but what happened was they thought he was too injury prone. So very mm-hmm. tough to see that for Ruas. Um, yeah, definitely. And he uh, was the last drafted pick. And one and yeah, and you also have to remember this here too. He's actually very trained in MMA and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So yeah. um very, very sad. Roderick Strong's wife, Marina Shafir, has been uh released as well. Um she was as well. Um and Killian Dame was released, and then Tino Sabatelli. Tino Sabatelli I thought was already gone. I don't know, I I really did, but but yeah, definitely though. Um, those those were the fifteen releases. Right now though, we're not gonna go right now into this because we've got Trey on. Trey, uh, before we get into any NBA discussions from last night and tonight, today was the twelve year anniversary of the Michael Jackson death, the King of Pop, and I wanted to ask you and Tavon right now, what did you guys think of uh, Michael Jackson and where would you guys rank him as far as your all-time greats, and what was your favorite song by um, the King of Pop? I don't really have one. <clears throat> okay. um, I guess I could say "Remember the Time." There's plenty. There's plenty of songs, um, but it's the King of Pop. Um, so he's a legend. Uh, def- definitely. Um, I remember the day, literally, how it happened. I was actually very shocked that it happened. It actually made breaking news everywhere. Um, very, 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 very sad. Um, to me, my favorite Michael Jackson song, though, is Rock With You, because that's the very first Michael Jackson song that I heard and I really loved right off the bat. Uh, my second song would definitely be Billie Jean, because if you played Grand Theft Auto Vice City, you know that Billie Jean was the only song that you wanted to play in that car. You know it was. Um, Smooth Criminal, honestly, probably one of his, probably the best music video he's ever did. Second would be Billie Jean, but first is Smooth Criminal to me. I just, I'm a huge fan of everything in Smooth Criminal. Um, literally the, um, what was it like? He was like standing still and he didn't even bend his feet. And he could literally just lean down without bending his feet. That was, like, pretty fucking cool right there. Uh, Thriller. How could you not go wrong with Thriller? I mean, everyone knows that at Halloween, everyone dresses like a Michael Jackson Thriller. Um, and honestly, you know, it's it's one of the – it's probably one of the most culture songs ever of Michael Jackson. So most people will probably say Thriller. Thriller is the best of all time. To me, I don't believe that, though. I think it's, like, top five. But there's so many great Michael Jackson songs. Man in the Mirror, how could you forget that? Um, Remember the Time, like you said, Trey. Uh, The Way You Make Me Feel. Uh, Dirty Diana. Um, Human Nature. Human Nature is like my number three song of Michael Jackson. That definitely is. Want to be starting something. Um, I mean, The Lady in My Life. Black or White. 
uh, You Rock My World. That had Chris Tucker in the music video, so, so that's actually pretty funny. Um, <laughs> um, so, so definitely, though, I, I mean, I'm going to start tearing up, man, if I start reading more Michael Jackson's songs. Um, but literally, though, this is – I mean, to me, the reason I'm doing this is because – because of course, because I'm gonna do an episode on Kobe Bryant's birthday, August 23rd, because he's one day after mine. So you definitely just oh, can't cool. do that. Exactly, and and also, you know, it's also very, very, you know, um, you know, I mean, I mean, to me, Michael Jackson, though, I mean, he's to me, he's honestly one of the greatest of all time. You know, I know there has always been the talk of the BS, which we're not going to get into. If you want to Google search that people, you're more than free to do that on your own time, but we're not going to slander Michael Jackson on the show. We're just not. Um, this is a guy, you know, um, he had kids. I believe he had about what, two or three, um, Paris Jackson. Um, it's not even a, a music fan. She's actually a hippie. You know, it's very, 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 very shocking to see. Also, Michael Jackson owned like everything that, MJ ever touched, I believe it's just like like worth so so much in like life. I think like his what his thriller jacket is like worth over five million dollars. Um, the thriller um, autograph signed album is worth two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Last time I was like checking on like one of them, and it's 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 definitely to me he's definitely going to go down. It's probably the greatest musician ever. He in history he will. Um, you know, and don't forget, you know, Drake even brought him back from the dead in 2018 off the Scorpion <laughs> album with the um, "Don't Matter to Me." I mean, I mean, that's not one of MJ's best, but still, to do that is still pretty fire. It, it is. Uh, Tavon, what about you? What, uh, what's your thoughts on MJ? And did you have a top five favorite songs? And and what? And where were you at the day he um, passed? Um. Yeah, um, Michael Jackson, yeah, he's easily one of, if not the best to do it. I mean, he was, um, he was very talented. Um, it would have been pretty much, um, a blessing if he was still alive today, but sadly he's not. But yeah, um, yeah, he was, he was really, good at his craft um where was i um okay it may have been because because i i can easily remember it was probably like elementary i think it was around like i was still like in elementary school because like we were watching the tv Mm. and and i was um and we were watching the um news of michael Jackson dying. I remember. I remember that. What was that? The, the um the the footage I of that kid coming. That was that was was that was that Michael? What was that? One of Michael Jackson's kids. There, yeah, because his kids were inside and they did make the phone call to nine one one. Um, because it, apparently it it was because of like overdose, if I'm not mistaken, because um. Because he was having trouble sleeping at night. And I remember personally because the month before, he had announced a worldwide tour. Yeah. 50 shows in 50 (laughs) nights. And that was crazy because 
there were a lot of people that were even betting on like, oh, he's going to cancel one of these shows, you know, and and it was crazy because he was going to do it. He was going to do like, I think it was going to be like, because it was not going to be in America. Not every state was going to have it. Like I know in North Carolina, he was not having a concert there, but in other, but in over, but in every country, he was going to have a concert there. And everything like that. And, you know, but it was definitely like he was definitely having trouble sleeping. And I remember a lot of stuff that came out because, you know, to, and I don't want to compare like either or. But like his death really did take over the news for at least six months. You know, uh, you know, it really did because because there was always something new that came out every week. The doctor that, you know, gave Michael Jackson the prescriptions for everything and was, you know, giving him, like, stuff to just basically go to sleep, like a needle, like, right there in the arm to go to bed, you know, was, you know, effed up stuff. Remember everything that came out about Joe Jackson um, and others, you know, and and also where was Michael Kidd's going to go? Because then it was a big problem with that because all the kids were underage you know, and, and it was it was very tough. It was very very tough. Um, I, that this is actually like my point in my life where I stopped watching the news because I was I, I couldn't deal with that because I was very upset by that and I was very upset, yeah. you know, about the things because there were some people that were actually trying to defend MJ and there were other people that were saying, well, MJ did this to himself and that's very very selfish to say. Um, but definitely though. Um, Trey, what about you? Do you know where you were at the day that MJ passed, or no? I don't think Trey's with us. I think dead air people. Trey, you still there? And oh, man, for he gets my, back. um... Oh, you, you go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Uh. Well, yeah, and my top five song, <laughs> speaking of Chris Tucker, yeah, I'm going to have to say Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. I mean, <laughs> because when I saw um, Wash Hour 2, I- I've seen Wash Hour 2 plenty of times when I, I was young. <laughs> that that oh, was yes. pretty much a good song to listen to. <laughs> oh, my God. Pretty yes. much. Definitely. Def- definitely. Definitely. You know, um... Yeah, because Chris Junker and Michael Jackson were great friends. And don't forget, Michael Jackson did a music video with Michael Jordan, um, Jam. Hmm. Yeah, they, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and that was actually pretty awesome. I think they even had a video game together. It was Michael Jackson versus Michael Jordan, literally. Because um, whenever <laughs> Jackson would hit a three, um, he would moonwalk. If Jordan <laughs> hit a, like, so that's actually pretty cool. If Jordan did a block on him, Jay, he did the moonwalk. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if the game exists or not, but I, that's what I've always heard from people that played it. I did, I did see a um, picture of Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson playing basketball. <laughs> exactly, and and even uh, Trey songs in the 2015 um, single Jam with Kevin Gates and Jamie Foxx. Um, Trey songs said like Jordan Jackson doesn't matter to me; they both jam. So, <laughs> so even he took a reference to that. Um, but honestly, though, that's that's it was honestly. Um, I mean, this is a guy that literally did everything. He really did. I mean, he really was one of the the greatest. He really was, and um, no question, no question about it. Mm-hmm. Um, how about this here, though? Um, well, if Trey's not back, it, it's fine. I, I'm sure he's listening, um, and he'll be back, and we'll ask him 
about um, some more MJ questions. But we're going to get into the um, NBA game last night before we get into tonight's game because tonight's game was just a blowout, so there really won't be much to cover on that. But last night, I was the only one that said the Clippers were going to win. I was drunk as shit when the Clippers won. Um, so I do apologize, Tavon. Um, you saw a drunk me. Um, I can't promise tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no, I won't no, be it's, drunk. It's, all, it's fine. It's fine. It, it pretty much adds to the level of comedy. <laughs> it, it does. It does. I will say, though, tomorrow night, I don't, I can't promise I won't be drunk or not because we're going to have like a 20. <laughs> we're going to have the verses between me and Blackheart. And Blackheart keeps talking all this shit, saying, like, oh, oh, I know more music than you do. And like, I've got six years on you. I'm like, like when you got six years, that's that's not a lot to me. Now, if Blackheart said I got like ten, fifteen. I've been like, okay, yeah, Blackheart gonna have me beat, but no, Blackheart, Blackheart, you crazy man. I'm sorry, but the Clippers last night won one oh six ninety two. Um, first half was literally just a forty eight forty six Suns Clippers game, but. Don't get it twisted, people. The first half of every game between Phoenix and L.A. has been close. So, of course, first half, Paul George had 13 points. Vince Zubox had 11. Um, and then came the third quarter. And then uh, Devin Booker did not have a good game in this game. First half, Booker was 2 of 10 on 7 points. Chris Paul was 2 of 10 on 7 points. Uh, Booker just didn't look good with the mask on to me. Um, because, no, with Booker with the mask issue... And I can't actually explain this here to people that don't understand. We got Blackheart back here now. Um, Blackheart, I think, heard me talk trash about the verses tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> Black, Blackheart, the only reason I didn't send you an invite is because I definitely want you to have the day off and stuff. So which God, so, so don't think I was like trying to like um, keep you from the show. I was getting you prepared so that way you can't say tomorrow night I didn't have preparation to get your ass whooped in a twenty verses battle. Man, listen, I haven't even thought about that shit. Okay, so uh, if you really, really want to do this, if you really want to do it, then fine, we'll do it tomorrow. So anyway. But okay. I was going to get the fans, I was going to get your beloved fans the night off from hearing my voice. So technically, what's happening, cuz your birthday is in the next uh, 34 minutes. So I, I'm actually glad that, thank God, I didn't actually go straight to sleep. So welcome me back, motherfuckers. That's what you thought that he gave me a night off? Nah, I kicked in. I said, nah, I need this shit, bitch. So we in here. Let's <laughs> go. So we well, in here. What up, Z? Even though clearly you should be crying right about now because, like I told you guys before, that the Tampa Bay Lightning was going to win that game. And both my picks for the last two nights have actually came into fruition. So you better acknowledge me. Okay. I, I will admit that you, that you got your NHL picks right. And we're gonna get into that in a bit, but uh, but the first thing is like like hey, hey if, you, if we still on for this versus tomorrow night, I am gonna whoop your ass eighteen to two. Don't don't think that. Don't think that you're just gonna get cute all of a sudden. Um, and then also, but also though, uh, serious note though, um, me, Tavon, and Trey, we we haven't even gotten to the NBA really yet. We've been talking about the twelve years ago it was the anniversary of the Michael Jackson death. Um, Tavon gave his top five songs. Trey didn't have a top five because, of course, Michael Jackson's Discovery album is crazy. But, Blackheart, I wanted to ask you, uh, where were you at 12 years ago when um, MJ passed? And do you have t- a top five list of just MJ songs? I don't I don't have a top five, but I don't know where the hell I was. Uh, that day, I was going to me and our, our, our cousin's house, who used to live in Avon at the time. 
my time I got out there. And matter of fact, today's my sister's birthday. Happy, happy birthday, sis. She's in Miami right, off right now. So today is also her birthday. So that's how I remember more baby because she died on my sister's birthday. So I get out there. As soon as I walk into the door, I walk into his his room. TV was something, or something like that. He, he had just asked me about that drink. I'm like, nah, I didn't hear anything about it. And, you know, I watched the news and Derek carried his body out uh, outside the house. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of shocking. Um, I was, what, 17 when he died, I believe? So, yeah, yep. and, and, yeah, and I'm six years apart, so I was uh, 11, uh, getting ready to turn 12, and I remember oh, no, that. Um, oh, no, never mind. I probably had to be, like, 19 when he died then. We died in oh nine. No, well, yeah, well, oh nine. Yeah, because oh nine. Yeah, because twelve years apart. Yeah, because I'm twelve. Yeah, I was twelve. Yeah, I actually was twelve. Yeah, I was but, nineteen um, when you passed. Then yeah, I was in college at that time period. Yeah, I, I will say though. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, I remember the day because because my mom is a my my actual mom is a huge MJ fan, so she definitely was crying and upset and everything like that. I definitely was like definitely crying and upset because um. Literally, I had just gotten into being a Michael Jackson fan. I really had because, um, yeah, because yeah, because I will say my my mom's ex boyfriend John Jensen. I know this is getting really personal, but he always told me that the camel toe was better than the moonwalk, and I disagree with that. So definitely, and he also said Billy Ocean created the moonwalk, which we all know it's bullshit, people. No, actually, he does actually have a fact about that. Billy Ocean did create the world for Michael Jackson. No, he did not. Yes, he did. You wasn't even conceived at that fucking time period. So how the you fuck weren't either. You weren't either because Billy Ocean is 80. We have family that... Listen, listen. Everybody hates Chris. Even documented about this bullshit. So, no, I'm believing my source. Michael Jackson popularized it. Okay? Now, Frank, now... Okay, now, if we can put two or two together, all right? We already know Michael Jackson is going to put the same thing in Frankie Ocean's music and shit like that. But the one thing that he but the one thing he had to take from him that he couldn't do was the moonwalk. And believe me, he backed it on his own anyway. So, quote me. You can ask the audience and shit like that. You can ask your little audience and shit like that. Like, I give a fuck. But... I don't even think the audience would even know that because because remember that conversation. Then tell them to do so their motherfucking research, kids. Tell them to do their research. But but, but the but this thing but this thing though, no one has not even talked about like that moonwalk conversation in over like seventeen years because because everyone because everyone has always just assumed Michael Jackson did it and Michael Jackson did do it. Billy Ocean did not do the moonwalk. Come on now, Black Card. You Come on, bro. That's that like saying, so that's like saying that this right. So that's like saying a black man did not invent. I mean, I mean did not invent the traffic light, but yet the white person took credit for it. Are we gonna really do this? We can, yeah, we can do the same thing. We can do the same thing about peanut no, butter. No, 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 you're American a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> on that fucking note, I'm out of here. Peace out. Okay, well. Dang. Well, I don't even know what that was, but, um, ladies and gentlemen, he, Billy Ocean did not create the moonwalk. He, he did not. He, 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 did, oh, he didn't man. create the fucking moonwalk. He didn't. Like, for, no, for, no, for, for real, for real. Pe- pe- people, there's no fucking way Billy Ocean did, because here's the thing. Billy Ocean, 
if I remember correctly, was like 35 years old. Literally. When he, whenever he did it in, I think, what was it like? Get out of my dreams, get get into my car, I believe it was something like that. or Yeah, because he did the moonwalk in that video. But by the time that happened, Billy Jean and Thriller had already came out. So Blackheart is so wrong about this. I, 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 uh, but, I, but I will say, though, Blackheart funny. You really want to criticize this shit, man? I didn't even mean to even leave the damn room. Motherfucker, I had to. You know, I actually pressed the wrong button. <laughs> I meant to leave the stage. I meant to leave the stage. I didn't mean to leave the room. Like a but, I will, uh, <laughs> but I will say though that what's up? That I, I was going to say that you were so. I was going to be like, no, you my microphone, sit this back on the bench, and let him talk his own shit for the night. Because 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 we try to save all that energy up for tomorrow. I'm like, yo, my mind's ain't even thinking about tomorrow. So I'm like, all right, fine. He might have a little lucky like you know, he might have a little lucky little head start with his new millennium crap. But I'm telling you, I can create a list in less than fucking fifteen minutes. All right. Well, I will say though that I've already got my twenty songs prepared. Some are R and B. I some bet are you rap, did. And Tavon, I don't think he has to bribe me your ass either. <laughs> I'm not even bribing him. He can show you the DMs. The only thing I ever DM came what, on is what like, DMs? What DMs? What DMs? What the hell? Why right, what fucking DM DMs, my nigga? Like, what are you talking about? You so you should be sitting down behind the scenes to get on green room? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Blackheart, you're really getting old now, man. Blackheart, no, you're I ain't really not. getting old. Dude, dude, you know, you just want to say shit. You want to to make this whole versus battle like you're about to whoop my ass in this. Meanwhile, I take the shit all over your fucking forehead. Well, I, I, I will say, I will say though, on your Facebook story, I, I saw a picture with you and your girl. I, I, I wanted to say your girl is very beautiful, but trust me, I tell you, your girl ain't gonna want to watch tomorrow night. I mean, Excuse I me. Beat you in verses, your girl ain't First gonna First of all, that's my sister. So keep. So that's <laughs> I might have to actually find you to rip your fucking neck away because that was a personal. Now, I actually could have buried your whole fucking plot for my little sister right in right the other fucking spot. Thank you very much. I don't post my relationship on social media like it's anyone's fucking business. Okay, hey, hey, chill, chill, man, chill. You should know better than that, motherfucker. Who the fuck are you? No, I was giving you a compliment, man, chill. That's oh, not no true. fucking confident. No, you're old, Jabroni. No, I, no, I did not know. No, you're old, Jabroni. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, you're goddamn old, Jabroni. Okay, keep your mouth shut. Blackheart, chill, man, chill. Chill, man, chill, man. Dude, 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 man, it's, it's your friend. It's actually dope. It's actually dope. Blackheart. You're making assumptions either. Okay, Blackheart, Blackheart. Listen, no, you're old, Jabroni. Blackheart, it's me and Tavon. And Trey, we're your friends. First off, it, first off, my family already knows the deal, so he's not even knowing it. Well, he's not knowing he's being a part of it. Tavon didn't know the game to do it, so I'm not bringing his ass as well. It's you. Okay, hey, hey, I'm your friend. I'm your okay, friend, then. man. Dude, I'm your friend. I'm now, your next friend. time, you see, see, the next time we, see, next time we leak something personal on your demo, don't make me think that I'm be watching your ass. Okay, okay, black card. And I'll be sitting back and I'll be making nice little insight, and then you ain't gonna like that shit, would you? Blackheart, Blackheart. I'm told. I'm totally fine. I'm just rolling myself up a butt right now. I'm chill. Okay. Go on with the show. Go on with the show. I will say, if you want to leak anything on me, you're more than welcome to, man. See? Go to the damn show. Stop talking about it. Move on. Okay. Chill. Chill. I was gonna say though, are you ready for the verses tomorrow night, or do you do you want another day or so? No. I'm no. I'm gonna handle your ass, but I'm gonna be completely discreet and quiet tomorrow. 
Alright, alright, bet, bet. Uh, of course, we're not going to get into it until after we go through AEW Dynamite stuff, okay? Well, we got to review done because we got to do Dynamite. And wait, did you watch SmackDown tonight, Blackheart? Do I really have to answer this question? No, I was not. I was actually asking a general question. No, I really did. You should know me by. I mean, you should know me by now already. So let's just move forward. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, Tavon. Did you see SmackDown tonight, man? Yes, I have. Okay, but I did see SmackDown too. I I got through that show like actually like in an hour because there really wasn't much on this show tonight. But but anyway, so getting back into the NBA stuff and everything like that. Of course, Devin Booker last night three of eleven with eight points in the second half. Chris Paul three of nine, eight points in the second half. Clippers won this sixty to forty four in the second half. I will say though about the Devin Booker mask issue though. Look here, I can actually explain this here personally. Because with the mask issue, like that Booker is having, it this is like literally nothing but sweat, literally just on his mask, literally. So he can't literally wash this mask or nothing. And trust me, I tell you, whenever you pour hot water on the mask and everything, which I know they're doing that, and I know they're using the Quark swipes and everything like that for the NBA safety and all that mumbo jumbo that we're not going to you know, that we already know about because of COVID-related symptoms. The issue, though, is with this mask, though, literally it's not helping. So Booker's going to struggle more and more as the series goes on because here's why he's going to struggle. The mask, he's going to need a new one after, like, every time he plays, which, of course, they don't have a new one every time he plays. So what's going to happen with the Booker issue is literally that sweat's just going to keep – pouring up into the mask it's going to keep pouring up and it's not going to like and he's shot and his shots is going to really be bad his shots are really going to keep being bad he didn't have a good game at all but this is not on booker booker did ask like after the game how was his nose he said they felt fine he said but he said he was just upset about the victory five of 21 one of seven 15 points What's going to have to happen, though, for Booker to, like, Booker's literally going to have to play without this mask if he's going to try and get better shooting. Chris Paul, I don't know where that was at, probably because of the rust that he's not had practicing or getting back on the court. Chris Paul was 5 of 19, 2 of 7 for 3. He only had 15 points, 12 assists. Uh, Booker had 15 points on 5 rebounds, 5 assists. DeAndre Ayton was 9 of 13, 18 points. The Clippers actually in this game did not have more points in the paint. They actually did not. The Suns um, – actually, no, sorry. They actually had more points in the paint. The Suns did not beat them sensitively into the paint. It was 42 to 40 points in the paint. Uh, that was 21-42. The Clippers were 20 of 39. So the Clippers then also had Paul George 9 of 26, 3 of 11, 27 points. You had Terrence Mann on 6 of 8, 12 points. You had Reggie Jackson, 9 of 17, 23 points. Uh, Vincent Zubox, 15 and 10. Uh, well, sorry, 15 and 16 on the night. 15 points, 16 rebounds. This is probably Zubox's best playoff game. And Reggie Jackson was 9 of 17, 3 of 8, 23 points. Um, yeah, Marcus Moore Sr. did not start in this game. He was 2 of 4, 8 points. And don't forget, Terrence Mann, 10 of 12 in the third quarter. So Terrence Mann did have a good game. Um, it was actually his first step-up game. Tavon, taking it over to you now. Can the Clippers tie the series now, or is it 3-1 Phoenix 
if Booker and Chris Paul can get these shots knocked down. I still got Clippers 3-1 if Booker and Chris Paul can hit those shots. I agree. I agree. Um, the, uh, the mask issue, Tavon, he was 5-21. of 21, He was 1-7-3. of seven three. He didn't have a good game. Is this just me just overreacting, or do you think he actually can have a better game for if if he can, you know, shoot the ball better and everything like that. Because cause that mess issue is still going to be an issue as long as he's got sweat just glaring, glaring up on it. Hmm. I think he can still have a good game. It's only just one bad game. They haven't necessarily had a bad game since the first round. So, yeah. Okay. Well... How about this year, though, for the Clippers, they literally, the Clippers, every time they go down 0-2, they always win game three. I literally said that was what's going to happen. I didn't know that they were actually going to be able to win this game by the margin that they did because Clippers shot the ball 45% to the, let's just say 39% for the Suns, 35% shooting from three. The Clippers did. That was 12 of 34 from three. And 10 of 32 shooting um, from three. And uh, rebounds, it was 51-43 Clippers. Assists 24 to 20. And, yeah, so yeah. And it, Clippers led by 18. As, but this game had seven lead changes to six ties, if you guys saw the first half, because the Clippers did not win this game until they got to the third quarter. And remember, Paul George did make the awesome three that we all saw and everything like that. Um, Hawks, Bucks. There's really not much to go into this game tonight. There really wasn't. I mean, this was literally a blowout. And the blowout started with the 43-18 second quarter run, 125-91. If you saw this first half, it was easy. Just It was just easy, literally, to get summarize this here. They were 7 of 10 in the first quarter from three. So Drew Holiday was really hot. Then they got to the second quarter, and it was a 43-18, and Drew Holiday had already had 19. Then you also had Giannis in the first half. He had uh, 17 on 7 of 11. And you also had uh, Middleton. Middleton, though, didn't really do much in this first half. And I saw people like saying, oh, well, Middleton had a good game. It's, I mean, 6 of 13 on 15 points, 8 assists. I mean, I guess that's Fine, but had this not been a close game, I don't know if people would have been saying Milton had a great game. I don't know if they would have been. Brooke Lopez did have a good game, though. Six of eight, three of five from three, 16 points. Uh, Bucks hit 15 threes. They shot 52% from the field. They were 41% shooting, the Hawks were. Trey Young, who had 48 in game one, only had 15 in game two. He was one of eight from three. He was six of 16. Uh, John Collins was 5 of 9, 11 points. And Cam Reddish. Everyone was saying this here, and I don't understand why. Maybe maybe because it's just a running joke. I don't know. But Cam Reddish was 11 points on 4 of 10 in 17 minutes. And everyone was saying that Cam Reddish had this good game, but he took 10 shots on 11 points. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, Tavon, did you see this game? And if you did, what did you think of it? Or... Do you think the Hawks got Game 3? 
you know, do you think the Hawks just said, you know what, we'll just take our foot off the pedal tonight? Tonight's game? Yeah. Um, I did saw a little bit of it, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I only saw a little bit of it, and just as I expected, yeah, the Bucks did, would win this game, so, I mean, it looks like Atlanta, they should have to, um, head back home and win game three but yeah game two yeah it was Milwaukee needed that win yeah uh, points in the paint Bucks 60 to 32 it was 60 to 32 in the paint for the Bucks Bucks just killed them this team in the paint for some reason 41 the Bucks led by at this point so I, I literally just asked you at 10 o'clock did you want to start the show Tavon because I was just like man I'm like, this show's like, you know, it, it, like, and because SmackDown had ended and I saw SmackDown and I was able to get through that in like an hour because there really wasn't much on SmackDown, folks, except the main event, which we'll get into in a bit. But 41 points, the Hawks were up by, and I was just like, man, I said, what's the even point of watching this game anymore? I did watch the NHL game of the Lightning Islanders, but that game itself was just a one nothing win for the Islander. Uh, sorry, the one nothing win for the Lightning who will now play the Canadians. Um, and that's it. So I just, I, I, I didn't like, I just, I just felt like all the games tonight felt like either they were the blowout or it was just not a high scoring affair. Like I thought the Islanders lightning was going to end maybe in like an overtime where like it would be like two, two or three, two or something like that, you know, just something like that. But yeah, not really much to get into. Uh, back to the WWE releases. Um, um, I gotta ask you though, Tavon. Out of these fifteen men, like who was probably, who do you think more than likely, AEW should contact first? If if you were Tony Khan, if you were in his shoes and you saw these fifteen people released, would you call any of these guys? Because Tana Sabatelli's worked AEW Dark, but apparently he was allegedly fired. Allegedly. I don't know. I've just always heard that he was fired for leaking spoilers. Hmm. And then that's where he got his job back in WWE. But I never saw Tino Sabatelli literally back in WWE, so I don't know. I know he's probably not going to be getting a call from Tony Khan. But the rest of these guys, if you were had to pick one of these guys, would you pick any of them? Or would you say, eh, we'll look at the next cut they do? <sighs> Let's see. Hmm, who should they contact? I mean, not going to lie, at this point, it just seems like AEW, like, whenever WWE releases talent, it's like, it's like, okay, sure, AEW could probably just get all of them, but, like, I mean, there's there's other companies, I mean, there's Impact, but it's like, but Impact, I mean, it's kind of like, uh... It impacts kind of in the middle. I mean, you could, I mean, I can't really say that much about impact. I kind of feel bad for impact because, yeah, when you look at most of the talent that they used to have and now they're in either WWE or AEW, well, for the talent that's in AEW, I mean, they can always be back at impact thanks to that 
whole AEW Impact deal. But yeah, when you when you lose names like AJ Styles, Karrion Cross, Scarlet, um, and and Mickey James to a certain extent, and and like the list is just on and on and. Yeah, it's kind of at that point where, like, yeah, Impact, I, it kind of lost his, it kind of lost those those guys, and it's like Impact's just, it just hasn't, like, grew, you know? But, um, yeah, if AEW were, but if one of them was the one to contact AEW, it would probably be, it would probably be e- either both or either Tyler Breeze or Fandango. I'd say Tyler Breeze would probably be the one. I don't know about Fandango because I know a lot of people are not always happy with Fandango in the ring. Um, Tony Nese, would you give him a try on the dark shows, or do you think Tony Nese is someone that needs to go to Impact? I, I think I think you could give Tony Nese a trial at AEW Dark. I mean. He's he's definitely he definitely has the talent. He he has a good he has a good look. He won the cruiserweight title at WrestleMania 35, so that pretty much says something. I agree. I just I mean a lot of these guys. I mean I just don't see the Singh brothers going to wrestling right now. I know they're probably not. Killian Dame has got 90 days. Um, he's 36. Um, I mean, he yeah. might be able to. I mean, I mean, maybe Killian. I think Killian Dane would probably be better in Impact though, if I were if I were him. Yeah, he could reunite with Eric Young. He could. he could. Yeah, because like man, like with Killian Dane out of out of the out of WWE, man, it's like damn. Nikki Cross, she is literally the only member of Sanity that's still with still with the company. Yeah, now she's a superhero now on Mondays, so that's real fun. Um, yeah. Ruas, I think, definitely needs to get a call from AEW. I definitely do. Uh, this guy is literally Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, he's, he's one of Te Conti's friends. He, in fact, I believe him, Te Conti, and Cesar Bononi were a team on the NXT house shows in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Um, I really would like to see Arturo Ruaz just there because he would, I think he would work good there. There's like some good matches he could have and he would give a, I'm not going to say it MMA style because of course it's not an MMA show, but wrestling wise, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I like, I like Arturo Ross. I don't think there's nothing wrong with him. I think he's actually got a lot of good things. He's just, he's just gotten injured. That's the only thing that's happened. He, he just, yeah. he's just, he's literally suffered injury bugs at the worst time. Um, and that's, and he's not the first one. Hideo, uh, what was it? Not Hideo Tommy. Um, Kenta. Kenta was a guy that always suffered injuries in WWE at the worst times of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Kurt Stallion. I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't worry about that. Ever rise? No. August Gray? No. Um, Marina Shafir? I know is not going to do anything wrestling. I know she's not. 
Um, it kind of it kind of sucks though that now they've done gave up on the four horsewomen. Yeah, thing. definitely. Especially when there was supposed to be like this supposed dream match between the four WWE horsewomen and the four MMA horsewomen. It's like, wow! Now that dream match is dead. Like Shayna's the only one left until Wanda Rousey comes back, and it's just like it's it's ridiculous. I agree. Um, and, 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 but, but also, they also don't know when Ronda Rousey's coming back either. Because Ronda Rousey's not pregnant. Yeah. So, I, I don't see her coming back for at least another year. Um, and I'm trying to think, like, because, yeah, Marina Shafir, I know that she's probably not going to do anything wrestling. I'm 99% sure of that. Um, Jessamine Duke, I know, does Twitch. So that's so I and and Jessamine Duke I don't think wants to do anything wrestling and of course Shayna Baszler you know she's on Raw um you know for better or worse whatever you want to say about Shayna Baszler she is technically getting TV time yeah but but we're not gonna ever see the four horsewomen four horsewomen um match at WrestleMania which is very sad actually yeah um, it's because like could, because like the women's division like. Like I'm, I'm sorry. I I can't buy into this whole women's revolution thing. Like it's not even, it's not even close. It's not even close to being a women's revolution. I mean, it's basically nothing but just a marketing ploy, just to make money out of it and not really do anything special with it. Like we bear, like we barely even have women's dream matches nowadays. I mean, the last one, the last women's dream match we got. Was Trish versus Charlotte at SummerSlam 2019? That's true, yeah. And even then, that didn't have good build, though. Yeah, I the, remember the, that didn't. The end. build was little. They didn't even. And you know, you want to know what's the worst part, Zach? You want to know what's the worst part, Zach, about yes, about that match? Of course, yeah. They didn't even have a hype package. They didn't have a video package no. before the match. They just they just did Charlotte's Titan draw, and it's like what? Like, this is Trish versus Charlotte. It is literally the then reigning, most reigning women's champion, Trish, against the now most reigning champ, women's champion, Charlotte, who just literally beat Trish's record for most women's titles. It's like, it's like, are you serious? How do you not have a video package of what is easily a, a dream match? It's literally... An old, it's literally an old wrestler versus a new wrestler. Generations collide. Why was there no video package? Well, like like I said, there was no build to that match. And and and, and if I remember correctly, I think they did what two promos on SmackDown, and that was it. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. because but but then again, that was like the year where I was like wondering why they didn't have anything for Charlotte at WrestleMania. But the year before they did, because uh, sorry, the year before at SummerSlam they did because remember Becky Lynch turned heel that night. Um, I mean, poor Carmella got killed in the three way because you know like her character didn't like like survive after that. But but at the same time though, you know Trish Stratus, I, I think they only had two promos in SmackDown. Yeah, if I'm like, not mistaken, they, yeah. Like to be honest, I mean, if they really wanted a, a good build up for that, they could have they could have been started that at like. What like the raw reunion? They should have they should have started the build up from there. 
Exactly. And remember, that's what they did for the SmackDown reunion with Batista and Triple H. And they never did it with Charlotte and Trish. You know, to me, I just... I try not to, like, get into that, though, about the women's stuff, because then, you know, there'll be people that will say that, like, oh, you know... um, you know, like, oh, you know, so-and-so, you know, like, oh, you're, you're being sexist towards women and stuff like that. It's like, no, we're not. It, exactly. But at the same time, though, when we say it, though, you know, th- then they're going to then someone's going to hit us back. Well, well, they did this for Batista Triple H and you don't talk about that. Like, you know, and you like like it, it, it's two different things. But I understand where people come from because you really can't say what you want to say, though, about the women's division. Because it's, but then again, the women do get. More time, but at the same time, though, like the evolution thing, they're never going to do another one of those pay per views because because they Sadly. just felt well, well, it, and the reason they keep saying they don't want to do it is because they they say well we didn't sell the tickets good enough well well you didn't promote the you didn't promote the women's evolution thing good enough though neither because remember that had no build as well that had really little build I think the only build they did though was Nikki Cross uh, well no sorry not Nikki Cross Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey. I remember they did that. Yeah. And 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 remember if and remember NXT was not on TV at the time. So um Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler if you didn't watch NXT literally on the network, you didn't understand what the point of it was. You just thought you were getting a bonus match literally for free. And then, you know, Tony Storm and Io Shirai if you didn't watch the Women's May Young Classic neither on the WWE Network, you wouldn't have understood it either because they never told you that on Raw or SmackDown that, look here, you're going to see Io Shirai and Tony Storm, winner will win this and then get a number one contendership. You're not, you didn't hear none of that. You just heard, well, well, you know, at the Women's Evolution, you only heard Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey was the main event. And I believe they, and what, and the, and remember, it was supposed to be um, Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Versus Lita, but they had to put the match to a tag match because Alexa Bliss hurt her shoulder. And oh, I, I thought it was Alexa versus Trish. Well, it was supposed to be that. I, I, you might actually be right. You actually might be right. I'm actually like I'm actually like being serious because I don't remember the build to it hardly, but I do remember they were trying to do either Lita or Trish versus Alexa. And Alexa did hurt her shoulder, but Alexa had to work a tag match instead. Um so it's it's just it's to me I, I I get upset by it I do but but then again you can't say that it's the fans' fault because no offense if you're gonna only advertise two matches though, for your entire card it's very very hard to want to get someone to go especially when they didn't advertise it in New York they advertised it in New Jersey I remember that correctly because it was at the Prudential Center that's where the Islanders play. You know, it wasn't like they advertised it in what would be a state that they do good – like in Chicago. In Chicago, they could have advertised that and maybe got away with just advertising two matches. Maybe. Maybe because I know Chicago is really, really not a a place WWE likes because, you know, the fans are very rowdy and the fans, you know, will – Cheer the heels and boo the baby faces because ah, then again, ex- uh, um, ex- exhibit a example: Trish versus um, Mickey James at WrestleMania 22. Exactly. Yeah. Um. How, how, however, though, that was kind of like one of those things where Mickey James was really hot at the time and everything like that. And remember, she did the um the V lick. You know, 
Yep, the, yep, yep, right there. And, and and they had to take that off the DVD and stuff. And which, I, even- which I can't really understand. Like, that is easily a very sexy moment to have on TV. Like, it, 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 like the fact that you... The fact that they don't... That they cut it from, from the network, like, it's just weird. Like, why would you do that? Like, that's easily one of the more sexiest moments to happen in WWE history. It's just Vince being petty because it just so happens that Trish <laughs> fell victim to um, Mickey James, like grabbing her crotch and then doing the V leg. Yeah, but Mickey James even said though in interviews and everything that she was yelled at by Vince and them because yeah because they were literally telling her like you just we have to cut that out now on DVD and stuff and we're gonna lose money but they were in TV fourteen at the time. So I don't understand why they had to. Exactly. It's just Vince being petty. It is, but, you know, it is. I I agree. Uh, We had three workers tonight on the SmackDown prior tonight. They were dark matches, so they're not going to air. We had Karrion Kross back again. He defeated Mm. Slapjack. um, Mm. While Shotzi Blackheart defeated Scarlett. Oh wow! Scarlett had her had a match. Wow, with a uh, Shotzi. Dang. Um, so so now it looks like now it looks like we're getting now. So so Cross, Scarlett, Blackheart, and Bronson are all looking like they're going to be the next call ups. Um, they they all look like they're going to be the next call ups now. I, I'm guessing. I, I don't know about Adam Cole. Someone asked me about the Adam Cole. Like, if is he coming to SmackDown? Because remember, like, at Hell in a Cell, you know, he was, like, teasing, like, fighting Pat McAfee again and knew where Pat McAfee was. But I don't know, though. I honestly don't know. Um, I have not heard anything about Adam Cole leaving, but but then again, Tavon, if you're NXT, can you sacrifice Adam Cole if you're sacrificing carrying across Scarlet and Shotzi and Bronson Reed? Or do you think that's way too many? I wouldn't say it's too many, but I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily see Shotzi being ready for the main roster just yet. Um, Scarlet, I mean, it, it kind of seems like she's going to be on the main roster. The fact that they even had, that they have Shotzi, that they've had Shotzi, that they put Shotzi over um, Scarlet, it's kind of shocking because I would, I mean, you would think that Scarlet, I mean, it's not a TV debut. You would think that Scarlet would probably win her first match, whether it was whether it was a dark match or not. But wow, it's um, it's shocking. But like, I wouldn't say it's too many, but I don't think Shotzi is ready yet. Like she and Ember, they're about to be in this number one contenders. Match. It just seems too sudden. I agree. Um, but hey, they do need new women. I mean, no offense, they're gonna kill all their women if, with the way Alexa Bliss is, um, gonna kill Shayna Baszler in them. I mean, no offense, yeah, they kind of do I, need some new women. Yeah, I agree on that. Like they um, need, like they need more. They need more women. They obviously need more women's tag teams. Like. Like True. at this point, you might as well just call up Aaliyah and um Jesse Kamea because not that 
I mean, they had TV time recently, but it's not like they had the most TV time ever. So, yeah, it's time to bring them up and, yeah, be part of this women's tag division. I agree, but they, they I think they want Ty Valkyrie with them. Though. I think they want, I think they want, like, Ty Valkyrie to, like, like control the stable now. Because they keep, like, teasing Roderick Strong is out the door pretty much. Probably. Um, um, but yeah, it was good. I mean, um, Cross Robert was not Stone. At, yeah, yeah. Um, in the match though that Scarlett and Shotzi had, Cross was not at ringside, so it's just Scarlett and there's no entrance music like really for Scarlett or anything. So, mm-hmm. um, how about this here though? WWE writer Kent Mobley. I did not even know this was a woman. I honestly didn't. I, I thought this was like a guy because you and I made fun of this like on the like on the name of the podcast, Asian Not Asian Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, and I thought it was a guy, um, but I didn't. But they didn't. But on the Wrestling Observer site, they never told me what she specifically said. She just said that she had just gotten this job, and she did not have like any background in knowing wrestling, but she had a background in film production and comedy writing. And I didn't know she said this here. She said that there's a guy on – she said I'm the, on the Monday Night Raw team. So there's Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. And the people that I know are in it are Bobby – his name is either Bobby Ashley or Bobby Lashley. I, I, was, like, I was like, damn, like they had to fire her after that. Like she just insulted the champion. Like, um, mm. Plus I would have never went on a podcast – and said like, "Yo, like, I don't know anything about wrestling, but we're gonna do a wrestling podcast." <laughs> that would make that would make zero sense. That'd be like that'd be like that'd be like you telling me off the bat, like, "Well, Zach, we're gonna do this podcast tonight about NBA, but I don't know any NBA stuff, so you're gonna have to help me throughout the way." I'm like, "Ooh." Like, um, she did know the name of the um, group. She did know it was the Hurt Business. So technically speaking, she did know that. And she did say they were in suits and they were um, cool and very nice. So, yeah. Um, of course, it was reported in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uh, this turned into a fairly big thing. Heavily talked about on social media. But also noted among those inside, Mobley was under the gun for speaking publicly on subjects that WWE mm. does not doesn't want stuff talked about. Which I don't understand why she why they would not want her talking about her career because she literally just got the job. She didn't even make it a month there. I think she was like there two weeks, maybe. One person very close to the situation noted that the negative reaction to this and said that she is not the only one in this situation. Mm. And actually this is typical of many of the writers, but where they were embarrassed by this is by going public, it makes WWE to the outside world look blindly stupid kind of does because no offense you hired someone that did not know wrestling but, <laughs> yeah, but then again but, then, but 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 the but but that's most of their writers though most of their writers have never watched wrestling paul white can even tell you that hmm. i mean i don't know i i hope she lands on her feet she probably will i i don't i don't think this is going to be a a, a step down she probably um, she probably is going to get another job anyway um, in comedy or something. Um, so I'm not worried about that. I, I'm not worried about it. Um, yeah, she'll be fine. 
It sucks that she didn't get in WWE long. I, I, I actually didn't want to see if she was actually going to make something funny, but we'll never see. We'll never know. I, and, and you never know. WWE is so weird, Savon. They might want to hire her back with all this um, negativity. Yeah, especially when it comes to racial equality. True. They they probably they're probably going to and she's gonna and we all know she's gonna talk about this on the next on her next time she's on the Asian not Asian podcast. I'm I'm ninety percent sure she's going to talk about that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm not like and and that and that'll do good for for them. You know I mean they get they get a buzz they get a buzz. I mean it works. I mean I don't know I don't know I mean um I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, AEW tomorrow night. It's a six man uh, tech. It's actually no, it's a tech match. It's just the Young Bucks versus Penta Elzi Romero and Eddie Kingston. Um, also announced on the show for Wednesday, um, TNT title match between Miro and Brian Pillman Jr. and a tag match with Britt Baker and Rebel facing Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero is um, for the Saturday show. Um, so yeah. Um, also, AEW wrote on the social media that the match will take place on Wednesday show, and the tag teams will appear on Dynamite Saturday to talk about the opportunity of the upcoming match. If Kingston and Penta win the match, they will earn a shot at the AEW World Tag Team Titles. I don't see the I don't see them winning. I'd say the Young Bucks still win, um, which is fine, but I, I don't know. But yeah. But yeah, um, Tav- uh, Tavon. Let me see. Um, Tavon, did you know about this Booker T lawsuit? Um, no, I haven't. What's happening? Okay, well, apparently, he lost a lawsuit over the Call of Duty video game's likeness because there's a Call of Duty video game that oh, has a character GI Bro. Oh yeah, it, that whole thing. Yeah, I, I didn't even know he had a lawsuit, man. He didn't win it. Um, but yeah, I mean. That's kind of weird. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch is um, expected to return soon. She's been training at the WWE Performance Center um, and was also backstage at Hell in a Cell. Um, is it time for Becky Lynch to come back at Money in the Bank or would you hold it off till SummerSlam? I think it, I think it should... I think she can return at Money in the Bank because... I mean, with the fans coming back and Money in the Bank, which will be the first, well, second pay-per-view. Well, actually, no, no, no. First pay-per-view to have the fans truly back. It would be awesome to see Becky return at Money in the Bank so that we could have Wea versus Becky for the Women's title at SummerSlam. I agree. I agree. Um... I'm thinking they're going to probably put Becky Lynch on the SmackDown side, though, and face Bianca Belair, if I'm not mistaken. They might. Mm, I don't probably. Know. Because, remember, Seth is there, and they are going back on the road. So that's why. Um, yeah. It was reported today, too, that Raw and SmackDown will have new sets and Pyro that will debut when WWE returns to the road in July. Uh, hmm. According to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, the Pyro will be the most impressive they've had used to date. So that mm. sounds expensive because their pyro costs two million a week. Mm. Yeah. Um. 
me see here. Uh, Jeff Hardy will return with his old WWE entrance music, No More Words, starting in mid-July. Hmm. Yeah. Rich Holland, who broke his leg, I believe, or broke his ankle. No, he broke his ankle on the NXT show, remember, because he was supposed to be with Pat McAfee, yeah. Dunn, and Oni Lurkin. He's actually back in the performance center, too, after um, suffering the ankle injury, a torn patella and a dislocation during that match with um, Oni Lorcan. So, mm. very proud of Rich Harlan. Very proud. Um, good first steps for Rich Harlan. Good first steps for Rich Harlan. No question. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because um, that was a nasty injury. Um, yeah, but definitely, though. Yeah, because – but but they were going to do something huge with Rich Harlan. Rich Harlan, to me, reminds me of Brock Lesnar. Like, I, like I, I know that's, like, so generic to say, but he literally was a Brock Lesnar-type build. Yeah. He literally was. I mean, in, in NXT UK, he actually had a cool gimmick, but they didn't let him be there long. So, mm, yeah. Oh, and plus, oh, and and you're and, and you're probably going to laugh at this sec. He he kind of yeah. looks like he's um Chris Pratt's t- older younger twin brother or older twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've not noticed that before, but actually, when you come to it, you, you actually make a good point there. I, I actually never noticed that. Um, yeah. I, I, I was just, I'm actually not thinking about that. That's actually pretty funny. That actually is. Um, I've never thought about that. I've really never have because I'm like, huh, I'm like, you actually got a good point there. Like, I've never thought about that once. Um, so, yeah. Um, of course, the NHL wrapped up its Eastern Conference Finals. The um, Lightning won one nothing over the Islanders. Oh, Tavon. Um, Lightning or Montreal Canadiens? Who do you think is winning it? Has um has Tampa Bay Lightning won a Stanley Cup? They won last year. Mm. I'll say the Canadians. Me too. Um, Canadian teams, by the way, in the Stanley Cup the last thirty years. Um, the last Canadian team to make it was Vancouver. That was twenty eleven. 2007 was the Ottawa Senators. 2006 was the Edmonton Oilers. 04 was the Calgary Flame. 1994 was the Canucks. And 93 was the Canadians when they won. 94, 2004, 2006, 2007, 2011 have not won the Stanley Cup in Canada. And Tavon, did you know when they won it yesterday? It was also Canadian Independence Day. Oh, I I didn't even know that. Oh, I, I know. Me neither. I actually um, saw that um, because they were actually celebrating Canadian Independence Day as well. Um, I will say, though, there was 25 arrests last night in Canada. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes. Um, because the streets of Montreal were crowded in the city. So there were a lot of people who were trying to get to work and stuff, and they couldn't even get to work. Mm. Now, imagine telling your boss, hey, you know, this hockey team really won this game. And I couldn't even make it to work. <laughs> I don't. I don't think the boss would believe that. I, I just don't believe a boss in Canada would believe that. To be honest, I don't. I, I'm not trying to like say like they. I'm not trying to call them a liar or nothing. But there hasn't been a Canada team to make the hockey um, finals since 2011. So yeah. Um. Definitely though. We've gotten into all the NBA. We've gotten into the NHL and stuff. Uh, I, I did want to um um what you call it um, but yeah. So, yeah, we can get into SmackDown, though, Tavon. Um, it's a quick show to recap. Um, of course, um, the show started off with 
Reigns and Paul Heyman were in the dressing room. Heyman noted that Reigns injured Dominic and Rey Mysterio, but they're acknowledging him from hospital beds. Uh, Jimmy Uso approached Reigns. He told Reigns that he talked to Jay Uso. Jay told um, that he's not coming back. That's what Jimmy Uso was saying. Reigns was furious because he said Jay's not coming to work. And um, and he said that he made him the right-hand man. And Jimmy Uso said that tonight he had Reigns' back. Reigns left at the idea of Jimmy being the right-hand man. But Jimmy Uso told him I'd be the right-hand man. Um, what did you think of the opening start for SmackDown? It was a pretty good segment. Um, the fact that they're um, teasing Jimmy Uso to be main event, Jimmy Uso is pretty much something. It is. It is. Um, it's kind of weird, though, you know, because, like, Reigns told Jimmy Uso tonight, okay? He said, like, because because later in the show, you know, he he didn't know what Reigns meant by that, and he asked Paul Heyman what he meant. And Paul Heyman said that you have to win your main event match or elsewise you're going to get in trouble. But Jey Uso never won his main event, so he only won, like, a couple. So I didn't understand, like, why Jimmy Uso had to have that much pressure to win a main event. I, I did not because, like, for example, Jey Uso fought Edge. He lost. He had steel cage match with Kevin Owens. He lost. He won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and smacked down in the main event. But he never did any of that, you know? So I didn't understand that, but but unfortunately though, Jimmy Uso just got Dolph Ziggler for a main event. So, um, which we all, which no offense, Tavon, it's not like no one said, "Wow, Dolph Ziggler is really going to beat Jimmy Uso," you know. Um, Bianca Belair had a segment. She opened up the show. Um, Bianca Belair said that um, she said that the last three weeks were hell. But she admitted that she could not stop celebrating her win at Hell in the Cell. She enjoyed looking at the reflection um, in the belt, not because she's won, but because of the girl that she's proud to be. So Seth Rollins comes out. Rollins, of course, um, claimed Bianca Belair had a fluke victory and that he dominated Cesaro, even though it was kind of like opposite way around. Um, if you did not see the Hell in the Cell show. <laughs> so then uh, Rollins wanted to like throw up a high five. He said, he said throw it up like the quick. <laughs> he said, "Throw it up like a kick." So, uh, Bianca Belair said, "Like, why are you high fiving me?" She said, "We're not even tag partners." Like, he said, "I know, but Bailey's gonna beat you bell to bell, and you know, then we're not gonna be able to high five whenever you're down for the count." And um, Bailey said that she was gonna come out and congratulate Bianca Belair, but she said Bianca Belair just kept bragging and bragging. So then they had a brawl, and then of course uh, Bailey. Um, then what you call it, jumped Bianca Belair, and then um, Cesaro came out and jumped Cesaro, and the big faces looked tall at the um, to close out the commercial. I did like it funny when ever um, like when Bailey and Bianca were talking, and Seth Rollins was like being in the background, just being annoying. <laughs> and then and then Seth and then funny. like and then Bianca Belair smacked uh, Bailey, and then Seth said, "What's wrong with you? What kind of champion are you?" <laughs> he said, "You don't do that." And then. And then they just started fighting. I'm like, that's really funny. Um, then Bailey and Seth Rollins defeated Bianca Belair and Cesaro in 12 minutes. This is actually a really good tag match to open up the show. I actually like a good tag match to open up the show. Um, and and Bianca and and the finish was weird because here's how the finish went. Seth Rollins was supposed to get in the ring and I guess bump into Bianca Belair, but instead he just bumped her shoulder and she was and then she just dropped Bailey. Yeah, and, she, she and, lost balance. 
Yeah, but but the point was she was supposed he was supposed to have like either like gotten Bailey like right all of like of out of the KOD position or Seth was supposed to literally bump into her, not bump into her shoulder. Hmm. And she didn't understand it. So it was weird. Um it was a weird finish. But the finish was still good. Um, Cesaro on the outside was just attacking Rollins, and then Bailey hit the rose plant for the victory. So we're gonna go Bailey, um, Bianca Belair again. I'm tired of this. Uh, what about you? Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, for the mixed tag team match, it, it was a good mixed tag team match. I probably would have preferred to have Bianca and Cesaro win because with Bailey and Seth Rollins win, it's like. So, we're really gonna see Bianca and Bailey again. It's like, they just already did Hell in a Cell. It's like, that should be the end of it now. Because, like, the Hell in a Cell, it's supposed to be the culmination of a rivalry. But, like, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, I mean, f- for them to give us a rematch, ma- just make it a hair versus hair match, like it was reported earlier. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but we've already seen it. So definitively, though, Tavon, I mean, no, fi- I mean, no offense, I, and I'm not trying to like, and I'm not shitting on what you're saying. I'm really not. But, oh no, no, it's it's but, all good. But 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 the thing is, we've already seen Bianca Belair beat her twice, and we saw her beat her cleanly. Yeah, I know it's, because if if this was the case, I mean, they should have just had their, like, it should have ended at Hell of Cell, and if they were supposed to end it in that Hell of Cell, then that, like. It, it should have been at least a hair versus hair match, hair match. I mean, hair versus hair match at um Hell in a Cell. It really should have been, and you know, I, I will say though, I don't know. I, I will say the reason they did not go with the hair versus hair match is because there are a lot of people that believe Bailey did not want to do it, which I understand mm-hmm. why she wouldn't want to. I, I get that, you know. Um, but yeah, or, or they could just do a ladder match. They could do a ladder match at Money in the Bank. Yeah, but it's I mean, like, I mean, I, 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 it I is know, repetitive. Sounds, exactly, and I know it sounds gimmicky, but trust me, people, we're already going to have two Money in the Bank ladder matches. We might as well just have a third. I mean, I mean, so yeah. Uh, we yeah, had the coordination for... We had the um, progressive recap of the night. It was Shinsuke Nakamura defeating King Corbin. The highlights made this match look really good for some reason. Um, even though the match was like their best match they've had in a while, it's not the... It was not like a like a four star match like these highlights made it, and they you know they set up the ring with a black carpet, a throne, a crown. Rick Boogs introduced Shinsuke. Pat McAfee couldn't hide his excitement. This was just weird because Shinsuke Nakamura came out like a heel, <laughs> and then he danced like a heel and everything. This seemed heelish. This really did. This really seemed really heelish. Too. Yeah, especially and, and I, with. Yeah, especially with Baron Corbin. I mean, I mean, I I know I know people might say, "What Baron Corbin can't turn face?" It, he would be weird as face, but it looks like Baron Corbin. It looks like he's turning face. Exactly, and, and I'm glad he got to keep his first name. I, I did because there were some rumors that he wasn't going to be able to keep it, but he did keep his first name back, and it's just absurd because no, because like they really made Baron Corbin look like he got screwed, and if if and if. And Tavon, no offense, he did get screwed. No offense, because yeah. he, he 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 kept trying to get this crown back, and 
literally Rick Boogs and Shinsuke always attacked him, and it was just weird. This was just like really weird. Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce are dancing to this. Pat McAfee <laughs> does the water thing. Pat McAfee doing the water thing was funny. But when Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce started dancing, that made zero sense. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are literally some bad With Adam Pearce like, at the end, when, when the cameras stopped panning to him, that was funny. His face was funny. <laughs> exactly. But but it was just like, it was just like, man, you're supposed to be WWE officials and supposed to like not be like so biased and you're very, very biased. Like, you really, like, said, like, man, we don't like Corbin, and we're going to just screw him. And We're just going to party like it's 1991. Exactly. I was just like, man. Then we had a recap of Otis destroying the Street Profits, so I guess we're going to be getting an Otis push, which is fine. Uh, Big E defeated Apollo Crews in 12 minutes in the Money in the Bank qualifier. This match was decent, but it wasn't nothing special because I've already seen these guys feed the last six months. So... Uh, finish was really weird because it should have just been a blank DQ, but it wasn't. Both Big E and Apollo are at, in, in the ring. For, they're outside the ring. It's at eight. Big E throws Apollo back in the ring. Commander Aziz throws Big E into the barricade. The referee heard it, and the referee kicked Commander Aziz out. That should have just been a blank DQ. And then Apollo gets tried to get a roll-up. It doesn't work, and then Big E hits the big ending for the victory. Uh, Tavon, it was just a decent match. What did you, um, what did you think of it? Yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take what you, yeah I'll I'll take I'll take what you um said to consider it. I was I wanted to see the match, but at that point I was just I was just showering. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, this this is like where the part where I was just like because here's here's what I did not here's what I knew about this match. I did not watch this match live. I was watching it DVR, and um, I was like, I have it on the DVR and everything, but I was flipping back and forth to the NBA game and stuff. So what happened was, I literally said, I'm not going to watch this because I know the first two minutes are going to go to commercial anyway, and I literally am skipping through. The first two minutes are a commercial, and I'm like, I knew it. I said that I knew they were going to do this. Um, I forgot to mention though. While Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville were dancing, Seth Rollins came in, and of course, Seth Rollins was being his heelish self. Happy, joking around. Then he became really serious and said he demanded a shot at the Universal Championship. And Adam Pearce agreed that he deserved one, but they were going to take it under consideration. And that was just silly. I was like, come on, man. I said, I said, Seth Rollins <laughs> deserves to be there. I'm like, he deserves to have the championship match. Um, in the back, Caleb, in the back, Caleb Braxton interviewed Sami Zayn. He celebrated beating Owens at Hell in a Cell. Braxton then informed him that he's facing Kevin Owens in a Money in the Bank qualifier next week. Zayn was furious, walked off. So of course, next commercial break after we get back, he talks to Adam Pearce and he yells at him. He said, "He said, he said, why don't you just give me the Money in the Bank contract?" And Adam Pearce said, "No." He said, "You're going to have a Last Man Standing match qualifier next week." And Sami Zayn was pissed and talking about karma. Um, I don't know. Um, it, it's it's just like it's just like, I don't like this Sami Zayn gimmick now. Now it's like now it's getting old and it's not cool. And I, I will say though, him and Kevin Owens should have a great match next week. But wasn't the whole point, Tavon? Like Kevin Owens at least getting like a month off. Why why is he coming back after a week? Either either the reports misunderstood Kevin Owens, or Kevin Owens must have changed. It's like nope, I'm fine. Let's go. I guess, man. This was, like, really weird, man. That was just, like, weird. Uh, Sonya Deville reveals the first competitor in the Money in the Bank women's um, 
Money in the Bank match on SmackDown side because I guess on SmackDown you don't have to earn it. So Carmella was announced. They piped in fake booze. Carmella mocked the booze. She then <laughs> noted that she was the most beautiful woman in WWE and she wanted Sonya Deville to say it. So Liv Morgan comes out and Liv Morgan says like, so all you have to do is just be the most beautiful woman in WWE and you don't have to qualify for anything. She said, wow. She said, I beat her literally just last week. And then Sonya Deville said, and then Liv Morgan slapped Carmella, like basically the John Cena, Kurt Angle thing. <laughs> and Sonya Deville said, Liv, I respect that. She said, that took a lot of moxie. She said, you know what? She said, Carmella, you're still in this. But if Liv, if you win, I'll put you in it. So Liv, um, so then Liv and Carmella had a three-minute match. It was actually a really good three-minute match. Mm-hmm. Um, and you even saw the thigh slap that Carmella did with the super kick. In the replay, and I was like, oh, I said, man, mm. wasn't that bad? Like, so, fun yeah, fact, fun wasn't fact, that it? Super cute. <laughs> fun fact, those thigh slaps never got banned because everyone kept doing it. Even Drew McIntyre Yes, did it. yes, Drew McIntyre kept doing it. It and was I be- funny. And I believe I saw Adam Cole doing it, too. <laughs> exactly. I was laughing, man. Dude, that was funny as hell. Um... And then, of course, um, Sonya Deville just watched it at ringside, but they didn't even, like, mention that. Um, finish came with um, um, with Liv Morgan, ended up on the top rope. She um, And she literally just, like, got her for the near fall, and literally she just got a roll-up pin. It was, it was a good roll-up, but, but we've seen so many roll-ups that it's just like it doesn't yeah. matter anymore. In the back, Caleb Braxton interviewed Jimmy Uso. He promised to win and dedicate the match tonight to his brother Jay at home and told Roman to be watching. And Jimmy Uso beat Dolph Ziggler in nine minutes. Uh, a good match. Um, but we all knew Dolph Ziggler was not winning. So that's yeah. why we just – yeah. And, of course, there was this zigzag before the commercial break. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Uso took on the steps, and that had to hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, like, that was Dude. brutal. I was like, dude, I was like, man, why would you even take that bump? That's a bad bump. And Yeah, that was woof. Exactly. Jimmy Uso won with a super kick who also did a thigh slap. So um <laughs> yep. Uso then walked backstage with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. However, Reigns didn't even react to Uso winning. He just smiled at Uso and left out. And Paul Heyman just told him to stay in the back. He said, You did good tonight. He said he said, just stay in the back. Um and then Roman Reigns had a great segment. This was only the memorable part of the show. It really was the memorable part of the show, um, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, Paul Heyman, um, you know, literally listed everyone they beat. He said The Fiend was scared. He said that Strowman was destroyed. He said Kevin Owens got KO'd. Um, mentioned Daniel Bryan, mentioned Cesaro. You know, just he said, he said there was no one left. And, and it made me think, like, damn, there really isn't no one left. So Seth Rollins is going to come out and interrupt him. And I, I, I thought that's what the, the only thing that was obvious. Instead, we get Edge coming back. And Edge just Edge is getting Roman Reigns. He clobbers him for a little bit. Then Roman gets back with a Superman punch. And then Edge spears Roman after Roman gets a chair. And Edge is going to do the concerto. And I realized that was heelish as hell. But what we did not – but here's the thing, though. At WrestleMania, he did get cheered. He did. He got more cheered than Daniel Bryan did. Mm-hmm. And I guess we're going to do Edge Roman Reigns at the Money in the Bank. Ending segment just ended with Jimmy Uso coming out, stopping um, 
Roman from getting concertoed, and then Jimmy took another brutal thing to the steps and then just got speared through the barricade to end out the show. Edge looked at the hard camera instead of just looking up at Roman at the top of the rampway. I don't know why he had to look at the hard camera. You know, I was just like, Roman's still out there. He was just up at the top of the thing. Um, But it was a good show. Um, yeah, it was. If, if, you, if I had to recommend anything, I'd just say just go back and look at the main event. Just go back and look at the main event segment. It was it was really good. It was a really good main event segment, and I enjoyed the show. Um, it was something that I got through, though, in an hour. I, I like that. I like shows like that that I can get through in an hour, and it's just quick. It was quick. Um, but, yeah, but we've gotten into everything, though. Um, tomorrow night, though, Tavon, you and I will definitely be back 10 mm-hmm. o'clock after – to review the AEW Dynamite show. I probably will be maybe 10, 15, 10, 30. I don't know, but I will DM you if I start the show late or anything like that because because one thing about Dynamite, I always start the show 15 minutes late. I always do. I don't know why I always start the show 15 minutes late. I always come in 15 minutes late for some reason, but yeah. But anyway, so... Um, that's all for the Keeping It 200. We're going to get to the 200 moment of the night. Of course, we're going to um, do another MJ song because, you know, why not, right? I don't know why I hit the mute button right there. My bad. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, 200 Moment of the Night sponsored by Miller Lite. Remember, it has more calorie than Michelob Ultra and has better taste. So if you're going to drink anything... Drink a Miller Lite. All right, 200 moment of the night. Savon, go ahead. All right, so, yeah, I would, I just had to pretty much um, summarize of pretty much tonight and say, yeah, this was, yeah, this was a crazy Friday. Um, yeah, with the releases that pretty much happened today, it's honestly, um, just a shame, but hopefully all of them, all the um, people that are released today, they pretty much find their um, feet. They're going to be fine, but with that being said, I mean, like, the way that WWE has been throughout this year, like, it's, it's, just, it's just pretty much awful. They're obviously going to keep doing this because, because, man, like... Like I've said before on um on another um on another locker room months a couple months ago, yeah, this this is easily easily the worst batch of releases like ever. Like in, in WWE. It it's it's not even close. It's it's more than 
it's much more releases than in than last year because this year I mean it just keeps coming and coming and coming and we don't we don't literally know like the end of it and with with all the releases I mean I mean it may it may be a bit too early to assume this and I know I know it's a bit too early to assume this I know what I'm about to say next is more so me assuming but the way WWE keeps releasing all this talent mm-hmm. it seems to me like they're they're probably thinking of going back to going back to Saudi that's that's perhaps probably probably a logical reason the reason that they keep releasing all this talent it, it's it's not confirmed i mean it's it's more so logical because we we all we all pretty much remember wwe still has that deal with saudi the the reason one of, one of the many reasons why they release talent is so that they could save more because they're probably heading to saudi this year I definitely agree. Plus, you have to remember Saudi Arabia does give them a lot of money. Yeah. Um, it does. It does. I, I know people don't like that, but they're going to keep going. They're going to keep going because it's money. They're not going to say yeah. no to money. It's $10 million every time they go. and um, Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, hope every, I, hope, I hope every wrestler that was released today does find their way back on their feet. And everything like that. And remember, they are still going to get paid for the next 30 days or 90 days, whatever their things are. Um, so, yeah. Um, my 200 moment of the night, though, um, it was – we technically start the show on June 25th, technically. However, we're just going to go ahead and just go to Saturday anyway. Um, today is the anniversary of LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Carmelo Anthony, the 2003 NBA draft. Hmm. Yeah. Andrew awesome. Wiggins was also picked – yeah, uh, Andrew Wiggins was also picked uh, first overall in the 2014 NBA draft, um, along with side uh, Zach Levine, Joel Embiid, Jabari Parker. Others were also picked in the 2014 NBA draft. Um, um, of course, like Giannis was 2013. I thought Giannis was part of the 2014 one, but I was off on that one. But but yeah, I mean. I mean, good class right here for the two thousand. Uh, the two thousand three one is honestly known as one of the greatest ever because of LeBron, Wade, and Melo, yes. and of course Darko Milicic was picked number two by Detroit, and um, that didn't work out for Darko. Well, uh, I mean, at least he was a champion. True, because because you can't really <laughs> because like you can't really say much about about these busts. Sure, they were busts, but when you consider Darko and um and um. Dang, I forgot the other one. He he um he used to be in Sh- Charlotte. He was picked by Charlotte. They said that he was the next Larry Bird, and he 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 won a championship with the Lakers. I know you're not talking about Kobe because that's '96. Um, who was it? Adam Morrison. Oh yeah, Adam Morrison. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Well, Adam Morrison. Well, Adam Morrison was like the 2007 draft, though. That's 07 draft. Um, yeah. O2, the yeah O2 um, draft was also today as well. Yao Ming was picked number one overall. Uh, Jay Williams was picked second by Duke. Uh, Tayshawn Prince was picked 23rd. He became an NBA champion with the Pistons. 
Um, Amari Stoudemire was picked ninth by Phoenix. Um, Carlos Boozer was picked in the second round, um, 35th by Cleveland. Um, mm. So, yeah. Um, also, birthdays, happy birthday to um, Darren Williams um, and Rudy Gobert. And, hey, 1991 was also the year the Hornets drafted Larry Johnson. So, yeah. And ninety and today is also the nineteen ninety six NBA draft as well. So awesome, mm-hmm. awesome man. Nineteen ninety six draft is of course the greatest one to me. It's had Kobe, it had Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. um, Marcus Camby, Ray Allen, um, Pajus Stiakovich, uh, Steve, Steve Nash, Nash. Jermaine O'Neal, Derek Fisher. Um, I mean, you could just go on this list. This list is awesome. Yeah. Stephon Marbury, um, Sharif uh, Raheem. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a great class. 96 was just a great class. Oh, man. But anyways, though, that is all for keeping it 200 moment of the night and everything like that. Um, we're just going to go ahead and close the show out with Rock With You, Michael Jackson. It, this is actually this is actually the number one song that I ever listened to that got me into being an MJ fan. So we're definitely going to play a little bit of it. for keeping it 200 episode 33 one thank Tavon one thank Blackheart one thank Trey for all coming in um but yeah tomorrow night we'll be back AW Dynamite even if no one else doesn't show up me and Tavon will definitely be reviewing the show and everything um I don't know how we're gonna do the versus thing tomorrow though because I am concerned about this here I don't wanna get copyright strike Mm. this is 20 songs if we were like the verses, I wouldn't have a problem. If we were like some big major streaming company, I wouldn't have a problem. I don't know if I'll be able to upload the music episode. Or what I will have to do is break the show into two episodes. I'm not going to break it up into two parts. What I would probably do is we'll probably have to do just like a whole episode just on the music. And just get everything out the way, AEW and NBA, because I don't want to like get like I, I if if I were to have the episode like get struck down, I would just like to have that one particular episode. But but that, we're gonna have to talk about that because it's gonna be tough. Um, yeah, I think I think mm. a thirty seconds on each song is fine. I think thirty seconds on the song would be fine. Um, um, I, I I don't want to risk a minute, but I think 30 seconds would be fine. Um, mm, sure. But yeah, because yeah, we're gonna have to. Um, we're definitely gonna have to. We're definitely gonna have to get. And 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 if Tavon cannot decide a winner, he can listen to 
the the 20 songs that me and Blackheart both have, and then just give his official um, answer on another episode, because we're not doing an episode Sunday, because Sunday I'm going to be sleeping. I'm going to be very, very tired. I have been working at day job and night job here. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, Tavon, get you some rest. We'll be back 10 o'clock tomorrow night um, after AEW Dynamite around the 10-15 mark. If, um, but Tavon, I definitely will message you about that. Have a good night, guys. Uh, peace. Talk to you guys later. Peace out.